You're listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast, a discussion with engaging, empowering, and enlightening leaders about the greatest competitive advantage in business and entrepreneurship that often goes unrecognized, a team's energy. Here's your host, the woman who puts the energy in Synergy, Karen R. Jenkins. Welcome to this episode of the Synergy Leadership Institute podcast. I am so excited to have a wonderful special guest, one of our leaders of our Columbia Midlands area called Blackstone. And I'm not going to belabor it because I'm really excited that he agreed to come in and share some of his wisdom and insight with us. So, Carl, if you don't mind, if you just introduce yourself to our audience who may not know you, I don't know why they wouldn't, but let, let's start there. Well, I hope I have a little bit of wisdom, but I'm not sure. So my wife may question that, but uh, I'm um, I'm Carl Blackstone. I've, uh, uh, I'm president and CEO of the Columbia Chamber. Been here at the chamber about seven years, um, originally from North Carolina, and uh, I spent majority of my career um I tell everybody I'm, I'm a recovering lobbyist, but uh, prior to that, uh, I worked uh, private sector. I've worked in public sector. Um, I, we moved to Columbia actually 20 years ago to take a job, and uh, we really love it in Columbia. We've got uh, four daughters that uh, all were born here in Columbia, so we're we're proud to be here. Excited that what all what's going on in Columbia, but uh, anyway, and 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 being at the chamber too has been a great experience for me and and something that really really didn't know if I was going to, to enjoy quite frankly and I thoroughly have over the last seven years for those that may not know about the chamber of commerce and and what it does and what it offers share a little bit about what role the Columbia Chamber serves sure well I, I little background the chamber has been around since 1902, and it was really meant to be. Uh, it, it formed organically, and being that uh, businesses decided that they needed to form a partnership together, and that in that partnership they can work out different things. They can promote their individual businesses. They can actually look out for themselves as an industry uh, with with regulations and government issues. Um, but it's a networking opportunity as well. And so we carry that forward today and the chamber represents about 1200 businesses here in the Midlands, uh, not just downtown Columbia. We, we represent businesses all over the, the, the greater Midlands. I think we have uh, about uh, seven counties represented under our, our chamber of commerce. And, um, but our goal really is to enhance, improve the, the soil conditions, if you will, uh, of the business community here in, in the Columbia and the Columbia region. So it, we also want to promote and we want to make sure we have an engaged private sector. Um, and I think that's important here, especially in, in, a, in a government community like ours is the private sector has a huge voice and we need to expound on that. We need to improve that quite a bit, quite frankly. Um, why? Because we need to see more outside private growth. And, and that's been our one little Achilles heel um, in Columbia. We're growing, we, we could be growing at a better clip and uh, which would enhance your business, would enhance everybody's business, right? And we need job opportunities, we need 
uh, incomes to go up, private, uh, personal ind individual incomes to see an increase. Um, so there are a lot of things that come around economic development. Economic development is a buzzword, right? I mean, everybody, there's 25 different things you could talk about in economic development. But uh, anyway, the Chamber's trying to enhance that and uh, better education, working with our government officials, um, but also provide that networking opportunity as well so you can get your name out and your business out. Okay, so in, in sharing your background, you talked a little bit about having experience working in the private sector with businesses, being a government relations advisor, as well as holding other positions within local and state and at federal levels. So share with us a little bit about how you feel having that background has prepared you for your current role as president and CEO of the Greater Columbia Chamber of Commerce. It's been serendipitous in, in a way. Um, I, I, I don't think I would have put myself in this position if I had thought about it, but uh, I was fortunate enough to work for a member of Congress and I got to see what goes on at the federal level I worked in the governor's office and got to see what happens at the state level. I spent 15 years, 14 years at the state house. And so I, I saw that sausage being made, but, but I'd never been really on the local level. And, but this job that I have, yes, it's here in Columbia, it's local, but I deal every day with both state officials and uh, federal officials. So, um, it, it, it aligned nicely with some of what I've worked on in the past. But really, if you think about it in South Carolina, it's all about relationships and, and uh, South Carolina is unique in that fashion. We will uh, uh, joke about being two degrees of separation, but uh, in reality, it's about understanding the different roles, uh, the federal, state, local level, but also more importantly, it's just knowing the folks that are there and understanding where they come from and, and the relationships that you build over a period of time. You know, the, the, uh, I've moved to the local level. I, I purposely wanted to feel like you can have more of an impact on the local level than you can state and federal, right? And, and so I felt really this, is, I saw this as an opportunity for me to use my past experiences, but also um, when you work on things for years and years at a time and don't see a lot of, of change at the state level or the federal level, um, actually getting your hands dirty, uh, on the, on the local side is great. Um, it, but you can see the, the changes sooner and you have, uh, uh, not always sooner, but sometimes you do. And, and, but, but also, uh, we love this community. And so the goal was to, to really make it a better place to live, work and play. Awesome. And, and I love the fact that, that you do have so many levels of experience that seem to resonate and, and culminate coming into this role as the chamber. So speaking of that, yeah, when you look at the chambers, I'm gonna call it the chamber's vision. I don't know if you call that your vision or your tagline to connect, to engage, to impact and transform. Can you explain what that means to our listeners? And then yeah. in addition to that, can you share the resources and services that the chamber offers within the Midlands? So we're going to start out with the connect, the engage, the impact, and the transform. Sure. When we were coming up with our mission and vision statement, it really was what are we, what is our purpose? What what is what do we want to achieve on a daily basis? And so 
we thought of four action words that we need to uh, be mindful of. And one is connect. And so we want to connect our partners. Uh, years ago, they were called members and we, we changed it to partners because it, it is truly a partnership. That it's a two-way street and you got to, businesses need to be a part of our chamber, but we need to give them something of value back where there's a return on that investment. And so connection is one of them. Connecting folks, uh, providing opportunities for growth through networking and education, et cetera. I mean, it is connecting people uh, to other people or to business to other businesses. And so connection is, is important. Engage is um, a word where we need to start thinking about and planning for our future. Um, things that go into, things that city council and, and county council are thinking about really take time to build out and grow, um, develop a root system, if you will. It, it, the, you're looking and planning for 20 to 30 years out. And so engagement now will help uh, create a better future for us all. And so, um, so we wanna look at the future. We wanna look uh, at attracting, retaining, uh, and expanding existing businesses here. And so that's, you gotta be engaged to do that. Impact is what we want to see, right? I mean, it's in creating an environment for better businesses, more income, as we talked about before, but sustained prosperity is one way to call it. Um, but we've got to do that. We've got to impact uh, the decisions that are being made right now to make sure that uh, we keep an eye on the ball, that we've got to grow this economy. Um, and to do that, we've got to be focused on public policy and advocacy, which are uh, they're not, they're, they're hugely important, right? But they take up a lot of time. Most of the time it's gone under the radar though. No, nobody really knows about some, unless it hits the front page of the paper or the TV stations, you don't know about it. But um, the regulatory environment, the tax structure, all those things are just building blocks of this community. And, we, and uh, having an eye through the lens of a business uh, is important. So we try to, be impactful there and transform. Um, we really think I do, and, and I know uh, the board does. And I think um, businesses that are relocating here come here for a reason. And that is to make, I mean, obviously you wanna hire folks and you wanna build wealth and you wanna do all these things, but we wanna build a world-class community here in Columbia. And we've got all of the ingredients. We've got more assets in Columbia than most cities that I'm aware of, from an airport to uh, interstate system to a uh, research one, R1 research institution uh, two blocks away, uh, state capital. We've got phenomenal assets here in Columbia. Um, and we just need to, to make sure we take advantage of them. So those words connect, engage, impact, and transform help us, or at least are constant reminders for us what we need to be looking for. Awesome. So, so along those lines, as far as, and it's wonderful that, you know, as small business owners, as members of the community, you know, we're, we're in our life, right? We're in our lane and we kind of focus on those things that are important to us. But what I think most of us take it for granted, or we don't even think about a lot of the things that the chamber is keeping a pulse on to ensure that our ecosystem remains vibrant and to ensure that from a regulatory perspective, a taxation perspective, these are things that you know, 
I won't call them normal people, but you know, regular Joes don't really think about. So I think there, there's, there needs to be a little more, I guess, light shined on the chamber to help people understand that you guys have an awesome purpose and that when you, when the chamber is successful, it benefits everyone. And we don't think that way. As a matter of fact, I know I've spoken to several people that I've had to educate on the chamber and help them understand why it's here. So I'm so glad that you're able to share with us a little bit about the importance of your mission and vision and the impact that it has on my community. Well, I've got to, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think um, chambers for too long have been male, pale, and stale is the way I coined it here. Um, but I, I think it's more of a 1960s, 1970s model trapped in a 21st century. And so uh, relevancy is important. Uh, being essential is better. And so we have to really be mindful of what we do on a daily basis for our partners. Uh, one, to make sure it matters to them. Two, that it's necessary. And three, that they see there's value in what we're doing. And if we can't do that, then we might as well pack it up. And so uh, we're in this transformation now, and that's not just here in Columbia, it's it's across the board. Um, and we are, we are a nonprofit. Uh, we are working on advocacy and all these things that we're trying to do. But again, if we can't sell it back to our partners and, and explain the importance, then, then we, we failed in that mission. But um, looking at the long-term growth rate in Columbia and looking at all the different variables that go into that, which are a ton, and you're right, most people don't follow it because they're normal. They got their lives, right? I mean, that's leave it to us and, and we'll work on it. But it, it takes a little bit of engagement and, and we got to recognize I'm a huge believer in SWOT analysis. Strength and weaknesses are important to understand. And that goes with communities as well. We need to know as a community, what, we, what are we really good at and, and what do we need improvement on? Because I promise you, if we're not doing it, other our competitive cities are doing it. And so we, we want to keep up and we want to be proactive in that in that area. But I think the long-term benefits uh, of us doing that are huge. Awesome. Share with us when you talk about the resources and the services that the Chamber provides to its partners. Talk a little bit about that, that maybe some of the people and our listeners may not be aware of. Sure. I mean, it, it, the gamut is huge, whether it's uh, working with our businesses and helping them with an issue in the in the public sector, whether it's signage or roads or permitting or whatever, we, we, those are those are common everyday things. Um, if a business calls and they need help um, or looking for advice on where to get uh, uh, help in growing their business or starting a business, um, we we don't necessarily fill out all the forms and do all the things necessary, but we can put you and align you with the right people that can help you with that. We're, we're dot connectors in some ways for, for that. Um, we're a huge resource for those that are coming to uh, our find Fort Jackson. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time on military issues because that is a significant industry for us, but also um, people are moving in every day for Fort Jackson. So we, we 
we serve as a resource for them. Um, but just promoting your business. I mean, half of the battle, you know, if you start a business uh, and, and you're an a entrepreneur, you, you're good at what you are doing with your business, right? You can't be good at everything. And, uh, and that's what I think re- a lot of people think you have to be good at everything. You can't. You don't have enough time in the day. And so we're, we're trying to ease some of that burden and help uh, be a resource and uh, a facilitator, a connector, if you will. Um, but we, we try, we all, I mean, forget the personal stuff. We also provide opportunities for folks to meet other businesses and to find resources that uh, if you need uh, to find a partner in a different in a sales position or if you need help finding a copier machine or whatever it is. Uh, okay. The connecting your business to other businesses is huge. Um, and that's a big role we play. And a lot, what, what I found, uh, it took me a little, I'm not the fastest learner, but what I did find is you've got two types of businesses that come to a chamber, those that need something from us and then those that need something through us. And so we've got some great partners like Blue Cross and Dominion and, and Prisma. And, you know, they don't need us every day to help them connect dots. I mean, they got enough folks and they can do it themselves, but they need us to help on the advocacy. And that's the reverse when you got a small business guy who, who again, is working uh, 12 to 15 hours a day to put food on the table. They don't have time and they need us to be an extension of their company. And so that's what we try to do. Awesome. So, you know, and again, it is, it is nice to hear what impact the chamber has on our community. And one thing I'll share with our listeners, and, and this is something that I learned a long time ago, is that proximity is power. Absolutely. So as a small business owner, I may not have access, especially if I'm selling to a larger business, I may not have access to that larger business just if I'm out here, you know, kind of putting it on my own. But becoming a member of the chamber and getting connected and engaged and involved in that community puts me in proximity. And I can leverage that proximity to build additional relationships. It may not necessarily convert to business, but maybe it does. Maybe it converts to to a resource. And the fact that as a member, I have someone to call when I don't know something. And as you share, you might not know the answer, but you have an arsenal of other businesses and other resources that you can refer me to. And again, when we talk about referrals, even if it's somebody that needs help or somebody that's looking to be introduced to another business, to be introduced to that business through the chamber is more powerful than me knocking on that person's door. So just wanted to make sure our, our, our listeners understood that there truly is power in, in connecting. And, and, I, and I wanna share this too, Carl, because I had to learn, you know, we go out and we become members of things. Right. And then that's it. You know, we, we stroke the check we, 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 for our membership fee and then we, we, we sit around and, and wait for it to rain. And the reality for me was I had to learn that it's not just about becoming a member, it's about becoming an engaged member. It's about becoming a connected member. It's, it, it's, it's about, if I don't, if I'm not being impactful, I want to be impacted, but I can't do that if I'm just sitting there on, on the rock. So share a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's one of our, I'm, I'm 
really big into making sure we set correct expectations. And just because you stroke that check, as you mentioned, that mean that you're going to start seeing your business triple uh, next year, right? right. Uh, that's called work, and and you got to put the time and the energy in. But it's the same is true with the any membership organization for just not the chamber, but anyone. Uh, you 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 get out of it what you put into it, and so uh, you got to be deliberate, and you have to be very much present to think about if you're going to an after hours, it's not just to go get a free beer, right? I mean, you're there to, with a purpose and you gotta have an understanding. I wanna get three business cards or four business cards when I leave today. And, and not just cards, I wanna get good possible leads or I need to, or I wanna meet somebody in this field because I need to have a desire, a specific need. You know, you go in with goals and, you, and with a purpose and uh, it, it's, it's business. We're all here to uh, improve the business uh, conditions here in town and for your business. So we want to be helpful, but you got to be present. And you got to be engaged. Right. And, and build a relationship. And here's what I tell people you know, that I've come in contact with is even at that networking event, that's just the beginning. That's so right. Meeting the person and getting the card, kind of like the membership, you, you get the membership and you sit around waiting, but you have to do follow up. You know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And what better environment to get to meet someone and get to know someone and also get to trust someone than to meet them in the environment that the, the chamber provides. So I, I thank it, you. And that's gotten so much easier in, in some ways with the virtual uh, world that we're living in. How easy is it to do a 20-minute Zoom coffee with somebody or after you meet them one time or, uh, or heck, let's try something original and actually meet for coffee. Right. Or, or, or lunch. Uh, but you're right. That's the, when you meet somebody, that's the initial step. And then you got to put the work in to build those, um, to, to build those relationships because it really does matter. So in, with Synergy Leadership, you know, we, we talk about leveraging energy yeah. to basically accomplish a common goal. So in your case, it might be leveraging the energy of our community. You know, leveraging the energy of your of your members, uh, if you have leveraging the, the energy of your of your staff, and in, and looking at that, you know, I, I initially would talk about leveraging energy, but there's been so much going on over the last year, and we look at our business leaders today that have so many challenges from, you know, the COVID crisis that happened, and who knew we'd be here over a year later still talking about it. We talk about the social injustice, and we here we are even in 2021, still having these conversations. So what is the one piece of advice that you would share uh, with our business leaders um, on how today's actions that they take will impact their businesses in the decade or even our community? Well, I, I think it goes back to, um, you gotta do a gut check for yourself. And, and um, I, I think for me as a, a leader, one, you have to recognize that you're a leader. And you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I, I've got responsibilities now. You do that when you're a parent. You do that when you start paying bills. But when you have employees and you have uh, uh, clients and you have, I mean, there's a leadership responsibility that goes with that. And, and recognizing that people view you as a leader is, is kind of odd. I, I have to be honest with you. I, I, I'm not sure I was very comfortable with that at first. Um, but you, but your actions speak for themselves. And so when, when other people are watching you, 
You need to be very cognizant of what you do, what you say, how you act. And especially in this hypersensitive climate that we're in right now, leaders need to be authentic. They need to be, uh, forget the airs. They just need to be who you are and be direct. Uh, not in a rude way, not, but, but um, let people see who you are. And that, once they do that and they see that you're consistent in that, that builds a lot of, of rapport. And so I really, when I talk to young leader business folks right out of college, it's, you know, one, you were grown up in a certain way. Be true to yourself. Be true to who you are. Find that North Star. Whatever your center is, stay true to it. And, and authenticity is probably one of the most underrated traits of anybody, I think. Um, and so, it, but if you're authentic to yourself, it's easier to be consistent. And uh, consistency as well is important, especially uh, in, in the world that I live, I want to make sure I treat everybody the same. At, at least I hope I do, right? And so um, leaders find a way to do that and make sure they, they, they really show that they care more about the other person than they do themselves. And uh, that was a, 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 one of the bigger lessons I learned here at the chamber and others when you came in. I, I'm, my predecessor had passed away, and so I was coming into a organization that had was struggling a little bit i mean struggling for leadership struggling because there was a big void and um so recognizing that i i needed to put their needs at least i needed to make sure i communicate that their needs are important that the mission of the chamber is vitally important carl blackstone's needs were far below right and that's the way you treat others and so uh that that's my philosophy of leadership and what I hope others in this community will do too. And, and I think it goes a long way. And, and I think what you're describing is something that I would call servant leadership. Absolutely. And it's where, you know, a, a, a leader that has just the regular leader or maybe dictatorial um, mindset is it's about them and they take their team and the team has to make sacrifices on behalf of them. When you talk about a true servant leader, that servant leader is there to make sure that the team members are taken care of, make sure that the overall goal of the organization, in your case, the organization and the community are at the forefront and you put forth your best self to ensure that those things are happening. And then the people and the businesses that are engaged with the chamber and, and really those that aren't because those that aren't benefit as well, Absolutely. that those, the, 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 the mission and vision of the community is realized. And, and I commend you on that because that is, especially now, the new direction of, of leadership. You know, there's, there's the, the gap now where we have the generational gaps. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, we have five and about to have six different generations working in the same workforce. You know, the millennials and the baby boomers doing a lot of clashing. That's right. And the, the, the leadership of the baby boomers, especially the, the earlier baby boomers, are more dictatorial and do as I say. And millennials not really feeling that. And as a leader, you have to be able to leverage and manage all of that. And where we're going where we're heading and the environment and, and people that we're leading, 
really dictates more to that servant leadership because in that case you can serve everybody and you can eat everybody where they are. So I commend you on your leadership in Columbia and the Midlands area and 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 leading our ecosystem, I'll call it, uh, in, in, in a growth phase and in a good phase where we're all taken care of. Well, thank you. I, I don't I don't pretend to always get it right. I'll be the first to say that, but, but it's a, it's a work in progress. And, uh, but it, it does, it does take a village, right? It takes a lot of people. And, uh, to do that, you just, it's, it's, it's work, it's effort. And, and you gotta be deliberate and, and, uh, you gotta do a lot of listening. So that's a huge key. Yes, definitely. So Carl, thank you for, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I know you are busy, uh, but we wanted to, to have an opportunity for you to share and some of your wisdom would appreciate that. So if you could leave our audience with one piece of leadership advice, what would that be? I hate to sound redundant, but I, I think everybody, if, if more people were truly authentic and and be comfortable challenging in a very polite, nice way if you don't like something, but be true to yourself. Hold steady the, the, uh, your belief system, but more importantly, uh, do it in a way that is respectful. And uh, even if you mean you're challenging things, I, I, I love folks that are willing to upset an apple cart, but do it in a respectful manner. And uh, so, don't don't be fearful of of challenging the status quo. Uh, I mean, that's what this is. Change is important, and, and we're all evolving. And and but be authentic and make sure that you're doing it for the right reason, not just to be a flamethrower, but make sure that you're doing it for the right reason. And that again, that goes back to authenticity. Uh, I think people will really be. Um, uh, open to, to change if you come at it with the right approach and that's leadership in my opinion and uh so but be bold be strong be consistent uh people go a long way awesome that was great advice so from our audience to you carl blackstone we thank you for all that you do for our community thank you for coming on to our broadcast and to our listeners, thank you so much for being with us again for another episode of the Synergy Leadership Institute. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast with Karen R. Jenkins. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, review, and share our show. See you next time.